Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast, Insanity, A Peace of Mind. I'm your host, Stephanie. So today, let's talk parenting, because parenting can be so hard and so so rewarding and so hard. So as part of my job, I have what I consider to be a great pleasure of co-facilitating a parents group at the place I work. I work with two other therapists who are passionate, knowledgeable, and enthusiastic about providing a place for parents to come together and process the joys and heartaches of parenting. We call the group Partnering in Parenting because we want to be your partners and we want to give struggling parents a place to meet with other parents and see that they are not alone. The power of a group talking together and sharing their experiences is really powerful. I am always so grateful for how the members of the group show up for each other. All of this is to say, if you need support, want help, can spare 90 minutes, one time a week. If you live somewhere where you can find a process group for parents, then get after it. You won't regret it. The one I do takes place at Suncrest Counseling. Uh, There is one Tuesday in the daytime in South Jordan. Uh, This is in Utah, and there's one Wednesday evening in American Fork, which is also in Utah. One thing that becomes really clear is that parents have different parenting styles. Partners within parent groups also have different parenting styles. And this can be challenging and interesting to learn about and interesting to navigate. And right now, we're going to talk a little bit about what those styles are and how kids generally react to that specific kind of parenting. And these are in no particular order. First, there's the boss. This parent is an authoritarian the my house, my rules kind of parent. And when the rules are not followed, the children are punished. There is no reasoning or compromise, and the children are not allowed a voice or an opinion. In this household, it's all about obedience to the, or to the authoritarian parent. It is always obey or suffer the consequences. Children raised with this structure are pretty good rule followers but they lack self-esteem and are generally followers instead of leaders. Then there's the friend. This is a permissive parent who makes very few demands on their children. It's pretty much free reign within reason. Parents have low expectations of their children's maturity and self-control, and therefore they will often make excuses for their kids. The permissive parent has a hard time with confrontation and prefers to be their kid's friend to avoid being their parent. 
children raised with this parental structure generally have problems with authority and lack self-regulation. Next, there's the minimalist. This uninvolved parent makes little to no demands of their children. Basically, they are absent as an adult in the family structure. These parents seldom respond, communicate, or even interact with their children. The kids probably have a roof, food, education, and clothing, but nothing beyond those basic needs is provided. The neglect with this style often borders on abuse. Children raised in this situation are generally unhappy and lack self-esteem and self-control. Finally, there's the teacher. This parent is an authoritative and generally has rules and expectations. They practice what they preach and are much more democratic, allowing their kids to participate and have a voice in making rules and coming up with appropriate consequences. These parents tend to reason with their children and are more nurturing and forgiving rather than immediately punishing or punitive. These parents are assertive, but they're not restrictive, and kids raised in a home with this type of parenting are generally happy, cooperative, and successful. Obviously, there are exceptions to every one of these scenarios, but generally speaking, these are pretty good explanations of some of the basic parenting styles. Very often, we are a mix, or we are all of them, or we are one, and then now we are the other. This kind of switching can be fluid, and that's fine. The trick is to try and make parenting easier and less work. You want to work harder. No, you don't want to work harder. You want to work smarter not harder. For me personally, it's all about minimizing the amount of unnecessary work I have to do as a parent. I have a lot of kids. I cannot expend the kind of time and energy it takes to be an authoritarian parent, making up all those rules, making sure all those rules are followed, punishing people when they're not. Ugh, no thanks. I can't be an uninvolved parent either. I have a lot of kids. The chaos that would come with the uninvolved style would cause me so much stress. Also, I suppose if uninvolved was my parenting style of choice, there would not be nine of them because it wasn't a contest and I didn't win anything for having them. So there must have been some other motivation. Moving on. This is where I smoosh in a bit of mindfulness and awareness with a presentation of a series of questions for you to think about. What kind of parent are you? Do you know? Do you parent like your parents? Were things in your home as a, good, as a kid good enough to replicate? Did you know you were going to do things differently? Have you succeeded? Did you have a plan? Are you flying by the seat of your pants? In the lifespan of a parent, the same person can answer those questions differently every year. Heck, they can even answer them differently every month. Are you aware or mindful of any of this? 
I'm going to make the assumption that most parents want to be good, skillful parents. And let me be clear, because to my mind, I believe parenting is skill-based and can and should be a constant place for learning, changing, and improving. Most of the time, our parenting problems come as a result of implementation. How do we set clear limits or authoritative rules and have consistent and democratic consequences to encourage positive behavior? It's pretty simple. Reward positive behaviors and ignore or thoughtfully and logically punish negative behaviors. Yelling isn't great, criticizing feels awful, and shaming is toxic. Research shows that positive consequences need to be increased before negative consequences can be effective. This means, simply put, ignore as much of the negative as you can and look really hard for the positive. When you find the positive, praise it sincerely. More research shows that compliments trigger our feel-good chemicals in our brain. And sincere praise from someone a kid loves or respects is the most powerful way to change a child's behavior. This makes them want to repeat the positive pro-social actions that make them feel good. They get a dopamine rush. Everybody wants dopamine. And we are hardwired to find it and look for it. There are adult studies that show where compliments activate the brain's pleasure center as much as winning a cash prize in a game does. Compliments are not just empty words. They show our kids that we see them and we appreciate them. You can reinforce compliments by explaining to the child how their positive behavior benefits them. This will increase the likelihood that they will repeat the behavior. It also has the added benefit of improving their self-worth and increasing their self-esteem. I know there are parents out there listening who are thinking that at this particular time in their life, they have kids where there is nothing positive to notice or compliment. I get that. I see those parents. I know who those kids are. And for you, I say, this is just more challenging, but it's not impossible. Our children desperately want our attention and they will get it in any way they can. If you work hard to notice the positive, even that which is few and far between, it will make a difference. These strategies will work with kids of all ages, people of all ages. So they will work with your adult children as well. So this week, take a few minutes as you start your day and commit to finding and focusing on as much positive in the people around you as you can. L.R. Nost said, every day in a hundred small ways, our children ask, do you hear me? Do you see me? Do I matter? Their behavior often reflects our response. So for today, see them, 
hear them and let them know they matter and have a good week. Thank you.